So on Wednesday nights, we've started this new class information overload. We did, uh, Lauren, uh, she saw the bulletin this morning and told me that I was cheating because I, I used that as the title for this morning's sermon. But um, we need more people on Wednesday nights. We, that's our time. We on um, Last Wednesday, we read um, from this instance where uh, in Acts, they had an opportunity to sit down in Thessalonica uh, for three Sabbaths in the synagogues, and they reasoned with them. Um, and out of those three opportunities, the church of the Thessalonians um, was created. There's three opportunities to sit down um, and reason from the scriptures. And as we go into 2020, I want to challenge us. Let's try to get those three opportunities with some more people. Three opportunities to, to look into God's word um, and reason with others so that we can show them uh, the hope that we have. And this evening, we're going to be back in these letters to the Thessalonians in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, eventually. Uh, this morning, we talked about how Christians can avoid um, being distracted by all this information that we are confronted with by going straight to the source. That, that can be our heuristic, that we don't have to deal with all this outside information all the time. We can go straight to what God wants us to know. We don't have to be confused by secondhand material because we have the Spirit of God himself who has breathed out everything we need to know to be saved. It's all sitting here in this book, and one way we absorb that information is obviously with reading, listening to the Bible, uh, maybe it's an audio Bible, um, signing up for 2020 Rooted Daily um, is doing something pretty exciting. We're going to have a, a weekly scripture reading accountability email thing going out. That's one way that we can root ourselves in God's word, one way that um, we can rely on source material rather than secondhand information. But just because we're supposed to rely on firsthand um, accounts alone, the firsthand word of God alone, doesn't mean we can't be helped along by some illustration. In fact, seeing these words put into action uh, can be one of the most instructive things we do in our faith. And that's partly because while the word of God is eternal and it's unchanging, we are living in a changing world. And take fashion, for instance. I clearly uh, know a lot about that. I've got my uh, polka dot socks on today. <laughs> Clashing with my orange, so I know a lot about fashion. Um, but what I do know is uh, fashion is pretty different from what it was a decade ago and two decades ago and a, a century ago. Is there any fashion that, that's come and gone in your lifetime? Nothing? Uh huh. They're coming back, yeah. Bell bottoms are gone, and yeah. <laughs> Some, <laughs> I'm, I'm tormented, seems like every week, with pictures of me from high school. I don't know if that was the fashion or if I was just really awkward, but fashion changes. <laughs> fashion changes all the time. Hairstyles change all the time. Uh, and apparently, at, at some point, according to this little graphic, men stopped wearing tights and skirts, and we switched over uh, to pants. And one of the driving forces behind all of these changes is there's people who profit from changing styles. There's fashion houses that want fashion to change. If, if clothing styles didn't change, these fashion companies, they wouldn't be able to sell as many clothes. 
and the need for new fashions to be introduced on a regular basis um, is a matter of profit for them. So they try very hard to sell new types of clothing to every generation. Um, and each generation's looking for a way not to look like their parents. And one of the primary tools for these um, companies to market new clothes is to use uh, the model. Every clothing company realizes it's easier to sell something if you can see it worn on somebody else. It can be Prada all the way down to Walmart. They all show pictures of very attractive people who would look good in just about anything wearing their clothes to prove the concept that this is something worth buying. Uh, and these live models are actually fashion role models. They, they help you see information in a way that wants you um, to buy. And they, they want you to copy them, to follow their lead, to imitate their style on uh, Instagram. Today, they're called influencers, right? They influence you to follow them, to buy something, go someplace, do something like them, to copy them somehow. And they make lots of money to do that because companies see the value in that proof of concept. And in the Bible, God tells us that we too have models. We have information influencers too, who shape how we see the word of God and we apply it, the unchanging word, to a changing world. Here in 2 Thessalonians 3, Paul says that he and his friends made an effort to be models for you to follow. He writes, but we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us, for you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we don't have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. And Paul repeated that um, over and over to Christians. In 1 Corinthians 4.16, he wrote, I urge you to imitate me. To the Philippians, he wrote, join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you, Philippians 3.17. Now, back here in 2 Thessalonians, what warning does Paul give here? Why do they need a model? What's the warning? Okay. Don't follow those people who are being disorderly. There's models out there that you shouldn't follow. And when, when we, who we surround ourselves matters. We surround ourselves people who are idle, people who are lazy, people who are disorderly. We surround ourselves with bad influences. That's eventually going to come through in us. So why does Paul say he can be our model? Is he following Christ? We'll see that here in 1 Corinthians 11. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. He's saying, I am acting like I should. I'm applying this information and I'm modeling it for a world where other people aren't modeling it. Paul was holding himself to be a role model for early Christians. He was saying, this is how Christianity looks like on a real person. Because even though Paul... He obviously wasn't perfect. In this instance, he was acting orderly. He, he was forgoing some of his authority so that he could be an example uh, that they could emulate the, his lifestyle. And he's saying, use me as a role model. 1 Corinthians 11, 
follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So the Bible teaches us to use role models in our Christian life to let them influence us and apply what God has told us. But now we need to realize there are plenty uh, of role models out in the world, and that's what Paul's warning about here in 2 Thessalonians, that God does not want us to imitate or follow or copy it. And before we get into what a Christian role model looks like, we need to acknowledge that every person you meet is a role model. They are someone um, who's modeling a life for someone else. One person said it this way, everyone's an example. Some are good examples. Some are bad. For example, we are surrounded by all kinds of um, people of fame who are literally role models for millions of people across the nation. They model um, some kind of attractive or, or successful lifestyle. They have big houses and fast cars, lots of money. Um, they have admiration and fame of millions. They're being asked to um, guest on late night shows. And there are a lot of people out there who want to be just like them. They see that as the model they want to follow. And, and that's disturbed some of these people. They don't like that. They don't want to be role models for all these people. Years ago, uh, there's a big de uh, debate about Charles Barkley's comment in a Nike commercial where he said, I am not a role model. He was telling people that's not what he signed up for. He didn't sign up to, to um, demonstrate a perfect lifestyle. He liked the money of what he was doing. He liked the fame of what he was doing, but he didn't like the pressure of people holding him to a higher standard um, than what he was comfortable with, and he's not the only one who felt that way. Um, Rihanna said, I don't want to be a role model in Glamour Magazine. Miley Cyrus um, did a big statement about how she didn't want parents um, telling their kids that she was a role model. Snooki, of all people, uh, acknowledged that she did all sorts of things that she shouldn't and says that she doesn't want her young fans acting like her. She said, I don't want to be a role model. Tupac commented on a song he wrote, I say I don't want to be a role model in the song because if I let somebody put the role model label on me, that limits what I'm allowed to do. I don't want to be a role model over and over. They say that. They repeat it like a mantra. I do not want to be a role model. And they do that because they know they do things that shouldn't be imitated. And sometimes they're even happy to do those things. They don't want to stop doing those things. And when people call them on it, saying, you know, hey, people are looking up to you, rather or whether you like it or not, they rebel. They don't want the pressure. They don't want the responsibility. Um, Sports columnist Ron Barr wrote that sports figures who complain of being held to these higher standards, they can't want the adulation and the big salaries and the media attention and the big buck endorsements and not expect a price to be paid. And his point was whether these people want to be models or not, they are. And we need to know that too. Because whether we like these people or not, what they do, what they think, what they say, or who they are, these are role models for somebody and God knows that too and that's why he has called us out of the world to be something worth imitating to be role models to a world that's often drawn to follow, follow uh, undesirable people on a path to destruction Jesus said you are the salt of the earth Matthew 5 13 you are the light of the world a city on a hill cannot be hidden in Matthew um, 5 14 and going on to verse 16 let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. God calls us to be models to the world. So how do we do that? What do we need to do to justify God's faith in us to be a model to others? 
God says we are. We need to know what's expected. We need to go back to his word and, and, and root ourselves in it so that we know how we are supposed to act. What else do we need to do? Practice it. How do we know what we're, how we're supposed to act? What's in Scripture? We go back to the source like we talked about this morning. Paul gives us an answer for what he did. He said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So he said he found a model. He found Christ. But he also tells us that's not the only model that we can follow. There's others too. He says he himself is one. We need to find someone who can be a role model for us so that we can go and be a role model to others. Of course, that always starts with Christ. We always go back to Christ. But we're also allowed to find models here right now that we can look up to and see how are they putting what's in this book into today? How are they living their lives? And how does Christianity look on a real person so we can go out and we can be a model for others? We need to deliberately find someone who imitates Christ and imitate them. And one of my uh, favorite verses in is 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, We all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, the image that that places in my mind is, as Christians, we are always becoming more and more like Christ. We're always being transformed glory unto glory. Uh, I, I imagine a, a staircase, right? As newborn Christians, we, we start out uh, on the main floor. We, we progressively, we make our way up the staircase. We become more like our Savior with each step we take up the stairs. We become transformed glory unto glory, step by step. That means that uh, logistically, in this congregation in our lives, We've got people on all levels. There's some people um, who are still on the ground floor. They haven't learned enough about Jesus. They haven't been around Jesus long enough. Uh, they just know that Jesus loved them enough to die for their sins, but that's as far as they've gotten. Then we go up 10 or 20 stairs, and some Christians are involved in serving Christ regularly. Some Christians are, are real prayer warriors. Some people are incredible examples of generosity. Some folks are going way up on the stairs. They're incredible examples for us. But the purpose of the church is to get all these different people together so that we can feed off of each other's love for God, so that we can feed off of each other's maturity in Christ. Hebrews 10, 24, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. What we're doing here, our faith was never meant to be a, a lone ranger religion. It was always meant to bring people together so that we could help each other mature. We could always help each other up this staircase so that we are being transformed more and more into the image of our Savior. And the people here in this room, we're supposed to help each other do that. We're supposed to spur one another on. You know, spurring, sometimes that means kicking too. We've got we to work on each other all the time. We encourage one another daily, as it says in Hebrews. Who I spend my time with, who my influences are, that's going to shape how I process information and what kind of person I become. Proverbs 13, 20, it tells us, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer 
heart. It's just a, a matter of fact there in Proverbs. If we spend our time with fools, if we spend our time with certain kinds of people, that's what we will become. If I uh, spend my time with fools, I'll become foolish. But if I'm smart enough to hang out with people who are relying on God's wisdom, I'm going to become like that too. And that's why God established the church. We need each other. We need to be role models for each other so that uh, we can grow to be more like Christ. And other people can imitate our lives then because we're all pointing back to Christ. So where am I going to find that person? Who are our role models? Our leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, God set very definite leaders in the church. Paul wrote Titus uh, and said he should complete the work in the church there by appointing elders. Titus 1.7 um, gives those qualifications. An elder should be blameless. The husband of one wife, a man whose children believe, uh, not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient, uh, skipping down a little bit, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness nor violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who uh, loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. You know, the main qualification of a, an overseer is that they be good role models, that they love their wives, that they're good dads to their kids, that they're blameless, that they're easygoing, that they're not easily angered or drunk or greedy, and they help people, and they know doctrine so they can defend the church. And those requirements, those qualifications, they're not there to fit some administrative goals. They're there so we have definite models. There are examples, and we should want to imitate them as they imitate Christ. The qualifications for deacons spell out a similar picture. Picture They're there to serve in ways where they can be an example. But it's not just our leaders who are our examples. Every time uh, we take place in a, a Bible study or a, a women's group or a men's group or, or go to church camp or, or to a conference, every time we expose ourselves to other Christians, we allow ourselves to feed off of their love and their devotion to Christ. We need each other. We, we need you here. I need you here because we're all here to help each other become more and more like Christ. That puts an obligation on us to imitate Christ, and it gives the others in the room an opportunity um, to see how we put that faith into practice. But we can't stop there. We need to find a role model to imitate for a reason, and it's not just for our benefit. We have to find role models for our own lives because we realize from what Paul's writing, we are role models too. Someone is looking to us and so the stakes aren't just personal. It's not just a matter um, that I have to deal with. I am responsible for other people. Other people are watching me whether I like it or not. No matter how long I've been a Christian, no longer how long we've been here at this church, and whether I want to be a model or not, I am. God saved us so we could be a model for others. Just as Jesus said that we already read, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. It gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, there's a, a song about that, right? Who do we have sing that song? What? Yeah. It's not the... 
the 90-year-old who's lived a life devoted to Christ. It's the little children. Christ pointed to children as examples over and over, as lights for the disciples. We are not just an example once we have everything figured out. Maybe it'd be better if that's how, when the only time we became an example, but that's not how it works. We don't get to wait until we've lived a full life devoted to Christ, and that's when we can start showing people how to imitate Christ. We start from the very beginning, day one. Whether you want to be a role model or not, no matter how long you've been a Christian, you are a role model. So you need to get good at it. You need to be a good role model. You're a role model regardless. You can choose to be a good or a bad one. But a lot of Christians don't like that thought. They tend to agree um, with that group of people who, who keep saying they don't want to be role models, right? There's a fashion model named Heidi Klum. I don't know who she is, but she said, I don't want to be a role model because I'm just a person too. So I can have mistakes and some people don't like what I do. People always push this role model thing on you. I just want to be a good role model for my children. And here's the truth. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all just people. That included Paul, who said to imitate him as he imitated Christ. He made mistakes. I've made mistakes. God isn't calling us to be uh, a paragon of perfection, to be totally unflawed and, and seamless in our faith. He's calling you to be transformed into his likeness, glory unto glory, step by step. He says, get started. The question is, where do we begin? The first step is if we belong to Jesus. Have we believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Have we repented of our sins? Have we confessed Jesus as our Lord and Master? Have we been buried in the waters of baptism and raised up, uh, raised up as a new creation? Or maybe we are Christians. Maybe we've been neglecting our position as a model. Maybe we've been spending most of our time just sitting here for worship and we realize that we aren't doing enough for Christ. And if other people are looking to us, they aren't imitating Christ. If they, we, that's the question we have to ask ourselves. If other people lived like I do, are they imitating Christ? That's the question we have to ask, and that's why this is more than just a, a personal matter. People will be watching to see how we let our little light shine. What are they going to see? They're going to see if your faith in Christ is something worth imitating in their lives, so what are they going to do? A young man... Uh, who had heard the gospel, he accepted Christ. And a little while after this, a, a Christian teacher asked him, what have you done for Christ since you believed? He said, well, uh, I'm still in the learning phase. Uh, I'm a learner right now. Well, the teacher asked, when you light a candle, do you light it to make the candle more comfortable or do you light it to give light? And he said, well, to, to give light, I guess. And do you expect it to give light after it's half burned or when you first light it? Well, as, as soon as I light it, I guess. Very well, get to it. We're not lit to make ourselves more comfortable. We're not lit to give off light in a few decades. We're lit to give light right now. We are role models right now. Whether we like it or not, no matter how long we've been a Christian, whether we think we're ready, people are watching us, and we have an obligation to show them who Christ is. Whether you became a Christian last year, last century, you are modeling something to someone. And that is a weighty responsibility. But Paul tells us, how he did it. He found someone who was worth modeling himself. He found someone who could be imitated because he imitated Christ. So if we can help you model your life after Jesus, make him your Lord and master, uh, or, or help you with encouragement and prayers so that you can get back um, to what God designed you to do, to give off light into a dark world, 
Now is the time to come to the front of the room as we stand and as we sing.